1: I have my first. I have my first two financial coaching clients today.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a big day. You gonna bring your whistle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You should wear gym shorts pulled up really high and tuck in your shirt—a like visor shirt on. Yeah. And be
1: like, all right, are you ready to do some push-ups? Every push-up you get is one dollar that you don't have to pay me. Go. Listen here, Sanderson. I understand
2: that you like getting Starbucks every day, but the budget does not allow for it. Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. I'm Patrick. And oh I feel boy. Like, I feel like it's been a minute. And actually, you, it does feel like it's been a minute because it's been because we did an extra day where we'd done record because yesterday was Ash Wednesday. And I don't know if you know this, but if you're a missionary on a college campus, Ash Wednesday is like the Super Bowl because it's it is the day that we have more people in the student center than any other day. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, well, yeah. I was out on campus all day. I was wearing the chicken suit again. I was standing in front of Chick-fil-A saying down with chicken. Don't eat me like <laughs> I'm free. Th- free the bird. Really? You did. You were. Yeah, I was. Oh,
1: my gosh. You get like, really hyped for Ash Wednesday.
2: Well, yeah. Just, well, first of all, it's like remind people to not eat meat, right? Who yeah. Might forget. And then, second of all, people came up to me, and this is a great, this is a little glory story to start off your podcast. Secondly, <laughs> this guy came up to me, he goes, what's with the chicken suit? And I was like, uh, I'm glad you asked. I'm a missionary, and it's Ash Wednesday, and you've been tricked into conversation with me. And <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Good luck
1: fi- trying to find your AirPods now. I stole them. I know.
2: But I told him, I told him, uh, about what it was. And I was like, Hey, we've got mass tonight at nine o'clock if you want to come. And I gave him a flyer to remind him. And he, it said confessions on the bottom. He goes, what's confession? <gasps> I was like, I was like, Oh, this is confession. Da, 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 the power of the church to the ministry of the priest. to do, do. It's really fun. And your sins get forgiven. And he was like, I'd have never heard of this. And I said, yeah, you should go. And he goes, I'm not Catholic. And I said, yeah, it's okay. Just tell him you're not Catholic when you go in. And, uh, and then I didn't see him the rest of the day. And then I was at at church praying before mass started and I saw this dude walk in and go into the confessional and I have no idea how it went. I didn't talk to him afterwards. I didn't get the chance to talk to him because I was praying and then mass started. and There were tons of people there. Um, But I, I think there were a few other things like that where we met someone during the day and we were able to invite them and maybe they didn't, didn't come to mass, but they got an invitation to men's group or some other thing that they really seemed excited about. And so it's just, it's cool because yeah, Lent is really good, but also it's, Uh, a cool time where people for whatever reason start to take the faith a bit more seriously and those invitations seem to be a lot more fruitful so that's pretty cool
1: something's wrong with my lime water
2: oh man it doesn't taste as refreshing Uh, is this a bit are you about to do a joke no i'm so nervous (laughs) i I feel i just tensed up my body just tensed up because of the way that you said it i just got a full
1: body workout because usually
2: usually what happens if i go on a long tangent and you go do a non sequitur it's because there's a a bit coming (laughs) no i'm just batting down the hatches ladies and gentlemen
1: i'm just sitting here (laughs) sipping on my bubbly
2: patting down the hatches
1: pat (laughs) i'm sitting here sipping on my bubbly and I, I'm used to the taste of uh, lime bubbly. Right. You have one that's, as well.
2: Which is what I'm drinking right now. But it tastes. I can't tell. I don't know. I'm still going to drink it. How, how big are the bubbles?
1: Oh man. Ah, oh, you know that might be it. They're a little too big.
2: You think so? Yeah. That's what. That's my problem. Big. That's my problem with Lacroix is that the bubbles are too big. <laughs> Wait. Are you no, serious? This, this is not a joke. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if like, bubbles. I don't know if carbonation. You're you're a bit crackly over there, my friend. Just I am, so you know. Yeah. Oh. Could I don't know what the deal is, but
1: well, I mean, my my recording is probably fine. Okay. Let's maybe just, it's just me. Let's just maybe it's just my it.
2: headphones. Probably. Who knows? Um. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, when I look, LaCro- I don't like Lacroix because the bubbles are too big. Bubbly is great because the bubbles are small and they're pokey. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> no, I don't. You, do you don't know the difference? No, I don't. Okay. Go drink. All right. Next time you're in the supermarket. Drink a LaCroix. <laughs> just take it off the shelf. Just take, take a knee off the and shelf. go for it. Yeah. Alexander tried to shotgun a V8 this weekend. and it's. <laughs> we were at Mardi Gras, and that's a whole thing. I'll tell, I'll tell you all about Mardi Gras. That's a whole thing. But he tried to shotgun it, and it looked like, because it's tomato juice, it got all <laughs> over his shirt. It looked like he tried to kill someone earlier that day. You know, Mardi Gras all sins aren't legal. Sins we were are all under, legal. We were under like a tailgating tent, and it was all over the roof of the tent, and it was on the ground. It was crazy, um, but anyway, go to the store, get a Lacroix, right, and then get it next to a bubbly and do a do a do a blind taste test, and you tell me which one has the better bubbles.
1: I don't know. Blind test, ta- blind taste tests don't work. We 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 knew we know this from the Coke Pepsi one.
2: We do know this from the Coke Pepsi, but I think you'd would be able to tell the difference between a bubbly and a. Uh, Uh, a LaCroix. Do you know why the blind
1: taste taste test didn't work? Do you know why? why? It's because they only did one sip. And if you take one sip of something that's sugarier versus one, it it tastes better, but you can't, it tastes better, quote unquote, but you can't drink it over a long period of time. Like you can drink a nice refreshing Coca-Cola, which is why new Mm. Coke wasn't good.
2: Right. Mm Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is neither bubbly nor lacroix has sugar in it. So you're Wait. No, no, no. The sure? point, the point is it's water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Naturally essenced.
2: Can I can I tell you about Mardi Gras? Mhm. Okay. So I was in New Orleans. Your week
1: your week is probably so much more interesting than mine. All I have to contribute to this podcast you, is you, bubbly. Yeah, lay
2: that on me first. Bubbly. Is that it? That's really? It. <laughs> Go You okay.
1: were in New Orleans for
2: I was in I was in New Orleans like yeah. in the place where it happened uh and the place where it happened uh,
1: <laughs> the place where the pilgrims had the first mardi gras <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> you ever heard of uh charles
1: uh, uh, l mardi gras the inventor <laughs> of mardi gras <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and his dog new orleans um i don't know the city was named after charles l mardi gras's <laughs> dog <laughs> it's just silly so We went, so I took, I took, I didn't really take off Friday and Monday because my job is just to be with students, but my students had to take off Friday and Monday. Yeah. And one of them, one of them told his professor that it was a mission trip, and Uh (laughs) so, so we prayed with one person at a gas station, and I think that qualified (laughs) the whole trip as being a mission trip. He's like, "It's a trip with missionaries." I'm like, "I guess you can say that's kind of a lie, but whatever." Um. So we went. We drove down on Friday. It's. Ten and a half hours by car. Oh, wow. To get from Tulsa, Oklahoma to New Orleans. America is bigger than I thought. America's huge. Uh, It was great, great drive, a lot of fun. I rented a van. Uh We named her Bernice. (laughs) Also colloquially known as the dad wagon, (laughs) uh, which is a ton of fun. Loved renting the van, had a great time. And... Lots of things happen, so we we stay with Father Brad Doyle yep. of the Quizzical Papist podcast, Great guy. which was huge. He he really set us up nice because there was some parishioners that he had that were out of town because they because people with young kids they just go out of town for Mardi Gras because they because the state of Louisiana shuts down for a whole week. Like, really, schools are out all week. People don't work. Like LSU gets out of school for the whole week, so everybody comes in and. People are like, well, that's their time. That's basically their spring break. Like, that's their time yeah. to go and do their ski trips or their Disney World trips or whatever. So, there's all these houses that are open, and that's where people stay. It's like, oh, if you're coming in, you can stay in our house because we're leaving. And so,
0: <laughs> the
1: entire we, state of Louisiana leaves. Leaves. And so, then other people else can comes. come. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of cool. It's like, it's, it's like everybody has a timeshare. Right. But it's Louisiana. <laughs> exactly. The entire state of Louisiana. <laughs>
2: And it was me and four guys and then a couple and a baby and another woman. And they were all upstairs and we were all downstairs for the most part. Mm. And we stayed in this house, got there 1030 on Friday night, Saturday morning, started up. We went and we prayed at Jesuit high school, which was really cool. And we started off the weekend because there are a ton of focus missionaries there. There was a group we made of all the focus missionaries who went to New Orleans. There were 70 of us in that group (laughs) and all of us brought students. It was so fun. We all went and prayed. All had mass at the beginning. Super good way to start. And then it was just an experience. Uh-huh. Like, have you ever been to Mardi Gras? No. I, culturally, <laughs> it's something that I, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I had to learn, I had to learn a lot. So, the it's, it's from like the French and the Spanish and the Catholic and the Haitian and kind of the, the, the voodoo mm-hmm. pagan elements. It's all kind of mashed together into one big thing, right? Obviously it's Christian. Cause it's the only place. thing I
1: know about Mardi Gras is that we had cups at my house uh-huh. from the various we, Mardi too. Gras that my family attended. So my mom, okay. my mom is from Louisiana mm. and so my dad and I guess my uncle would go to Mardi mm. Gras and they would have these cups yeah. and there was a, there was a, an annual cup and it had like, a, it had like yeah, yeah, a, yeah. You did you get them?
2: We got the cups, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: And we had one with like Odysseus on it. I remember that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we had one with like Friar Tuck on it. Mm -hmm. And
2: yeah, what 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 was on the cup this year? Uh, the well, the parades had different themes. One of the parades was like cowboy themed, and so we have a cup with a cowboy. on it. (laughs) Yeehaw! (laughs) (laughs) Yeehaw! Um. So, but, but what's interesting is that because it's, it's, it is celebrating, right. The, the end of ordinary time, the beginning of Lent So it is a Christian feast that like originally, that's the whole reason that it happens at the time that it happens in the way that it happens. But because of all these different influences in new Orleans specifically, there's a lot of weird, uh, pagan stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and so basically what I've heard and this, if you're listening to this, you're from new Orleans and you were with me, I might be totally butchering it, but this is my understanding is that there were these families that worship these pagan gods or these kind of social clubs and you would. It always be in starts them. as a social club. Gosh, we it need does. to shut down social clubs. We got to get rid of the Masons, <laughs> the the Rotary guys. What are they called? The ro- the, the Rotary dials. Um, um, the Shriners. The Shriners got to get rid of those. But they they all had families, and they would have these parades. Right, the families would do the parades, but the and they would wear the masks. So the reason that the masks exists existed was because they didn't want. to be revealed who was in the pagan family worship social club. So that's why they wore the masks. But now it's kind of turned more into like just a social thing where people pay money. Like people pay thousands of dollars to be on these floats and throw beads. But the names of the parades are named after pagan gods. Like the parade on Saturday night was called Endymion, which is the name of a pagan God. And everybody was wearing masks and throwing beads. And it was, uh, it was interesting. Yeah. Like I, I didn't really get it. (laughs) Um, It was fun. Right. And it's cool because you're celebrating and it's kind of pointless and you're trying to catch the beads and all that stuff. And one of the students, Ray, Ray, the wrestler who was with us, he (laughs) uh, he caught, I, I think, and he wore on Sunday throughout the day. I think he had on over 30 pounds of beads. Like when we took They're them nuts. all off, yeah. it was he had them just draped all over him. It was so funny.
1: We we used to do that at my house. We would have we had these buckets of Mardi Gras beads, and we would see how much mm-hmm. we could put on at once. So that's a that's a that's a sensation I'm very familiar with. You would take the yeah. beads off, and you'd look like a leopard, a bunch yeah. of dots on you.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had that. It was it was so it was just a ton of fun because you got to get the dual experience of watching this weird pagan f- parade go by, <laughs> and then history, uh, and then people. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you're chanting for the beads and doing all that stuff. But then you get to go back, and I took a shot of a raw oyster for the first time. Uh Like, somebody opened up an oyster for me, and I learned the difference between clams and oysters. And I think the difference is that oysters feel like a booger going (laughs) down your throat. That's the difference. That's the difference. So you, you shuck it, right? And you... And you... And it's oh, it's like a rock, and I don't know who figured out that you could eat these rocks because they just look like rocks from the outside. <laughs> and apparently, someone was like, "Let's break open that rock and see if there's a dead fish thing inside of it that I we can know. eat." And I mean, that who would open eat. it and
1: be like, "Yep, putting that yep. in my mouth?" Because it looks, it's just gray That's and just, shapeless. People say the and same so thing. Gross. People say the same thing about cows, right? Uh-huh. They make that joke, so like, "Who is the first person to figure out that milk came from a cow?" We knew milk came from cows. We're yeah, the we same kind them. of animal. We There's no reason. Their children. There's no. We saw. Mm-hmm. We saw a little cow walk up and go um num, num, nom, and we're like, huh? Maybe I could eat that. Maybe I could drink I, that.
2: I wonder what he's doing.
1: There's no reason for us to walk up to a wet to rock, a rock, open it, find a booger inside, and go, "Yummy! Yes, this is it. Oyster time. Oyster <laughs> time. Unless you're really hungry, that might be it. That this guy was it. like Tom Hanks in Castaway. Uh Found the or the equivalent (laughs) finds an oyster and eats it to survive, and then he goes home. He's like,
2: guys, you'll never believe what I found. You'll never guess. You'll never guess. You'll never guess what's inside those rocks. But you you like do lemon on it, like you squeeze lemon on it, and you put hot sauce. Oh man, I almost just threw up thinking about it. But you (laughs) you do hot sauce on it, and you you it's like a rock in your hand that you're drinking a booger out of, and you you tilt it back and you go. And you have to literally suck it in your mouth and then swallow it whole because it's raw. Yeah. <laughs> and I almost like it went halfway down and it got stuck. Uh. And I like it went whoop and pushed it back up. And I had to go, uh uh. Because there were people watching me because it was like, oh, Ethan from the Crunch is going to do an oyster. Like it was, you know. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. People knew people- you from the Crunch. People, so many people knew me from the crunch this weekend Uh, and a ton of people like knew me because I was friends with the missionaries and so they like knew, and I had met them at recruitment weekends or whatever. And so they were like, do it, do it, do it. And I couldn't back down. And so I tried to, (laughs) I almost threw up. My pride was on the line. And I I had to, it came up and I forced it back down.
1: Well, now they all know that you almost threw up because you mentioned it on the podcast.
2: And then my lips had the hot sauce on it and they were burning and I didn't have any chapstick, so I was walking around going. You
1: don't need chapstick in Louisiana. It's basically underwater.
2: It's, it's not there. Um we got we got our lives threatened on one day. Yeah. Because Michael tried to throw a frisbee into a tuba and he missed. <laughs> <laughs> and he almost he almost hit this guy in the back of the head and this is a, this is a, a low moment for me. He turned around, he looked at me cause I was standing and Michael was sitting. No. So it looked like <laughs> I was the one that threw the Frisbee. And I just, I just looked at him. I just pointed at Michael. I was like, that is him.
1: I snitched so <laughs> fast. that guy. It's all that guy.
2: And he apparently, I walked away and I was talking to some other people, but apparently he came back to Michael twice. Oh god. And he, he said, uh, with pretty colorful language, you're going to be begging for your life tonight, which is a fun. friend. A friend. and so we had to like we were constantly on lookout because we were our setup was right next to his setup and then his wife came over and because after he was he pointed it so another we had defused the situation right we talked to the wife and everything was okay but then later nate who was with us nate looked at him and he was he turned back and he was looking at us again and he made eye contact with nate and nate winked at him oh nate what are you doing? So he got even more upset and the mom came over and was like, Y'all better not be doing anything with my babies and we was like, We're not doing anything with your children, just your husband wants to kill us. Like, please leave <laughs> us. Please. Alone. This is normal. <laughs> this it's absolutely is, normal. we just we just ran to hit to put a frisbee in a tuba and we missed. It, it and almost
1: hit him in the head. Almost, almost hit him in the
2: head. Almost doing something isn't a crime they don't arrest
1: people for almost killing someone okay attempted manslaughter oh yeah attempted right. murder yeah attempted <laughs> I, murder. Uh, I, I I said that to a lady when I was I was using my rear backup camera to um to parallel park and so I guess to an outsider it would have looked like I wasn't paying attention to backing up mm-hmm. and she like knocked him over she's like you almost hit my car. And I was like, they don't arrest people for almost hitting people. <laughs> Did almost, you really say that?
2: Yeah. Oh, Patrick.
1: <laughs> Not to her. I said it to Phoebe later. Oh, okay. Yeah. But for that brief moment, you thought I said it to her, didn't you?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, no. It was <laughs> uh, so we didn't die at the hands of Timothy. That's what we named him. We never got his name. That's really funny. <laughs> every, time we, every time we talked to him, he insisted that we were going to die. And so <laughs>
1: it's just you don't have the guts. Unfortunate you don't have situation. The stones to do it.
2: Uh crunch patron supporters Pat Tolls and Bailey Lorette were there. Oh, that's cool. Uh which was cool. They're the only two missionaries that monetarily support the podcast and we were we're all in the same spot. It was really cool to shout out
1: shout out to, be to be with with you guys.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm sure there was other stuff that happened at the end because there's there's bands in the parade. Right. And so Mm -hmm. we we kind of stuck on the tuba theme because it was the the almost reason that we died. And so (laughs) started chanting some point in the night around 8 p.m. uh, super late. We started chanting scuba, duba, bring me the tuba. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and at first everyone there are probably there's like a hundred people packed in like a really like it's thousands of people all along the street, like four or five deep, right? Yeah. So when you're you're smoked smoked in there, it's pretty pretty cramped. And so uh, originally people were like, What are you guys doing? Stop yelling tuba, please stop doing that. But by the end of the night, everybody was going, Scuba duba,
0: bring me the tuba
1: <laughs> As the day goes on and you get more and more yeah. delirious as yeah. the sun beats as the, <laughs> the hot Louisiana sun beats down it upon is- you.
2: It was actually a perfect weekend weather-wise, like not too hot, not too cold. And then the the Peace Dayers. Resist- this is, I'll end with this, right? The Peace Day Resistance, the crown jewel of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two crown- If the crown jewel is is a is a is a piece of poop that you put in your if you're in your crown. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> so we went to a bar, and yeah, <laughs> I was sober. <laughs> just to be clear, right? I. I'd been drinking that throughout that day, but I'd have one drink like every two hours. Like I was not trying to party down. You know what I mean? Yeah. We go to this bar. We walk in it. It's just focus people initially, which was really cool. And there was uh, uh, like a like a pool table that had a board across the top of it. And people were up on <laughs> dance dancing. Oh, gosh. And so I saw it and then I went up it really fast. And I was up there and I was dancing. And Michael later was like, dude, you were up on that table faster than I've ever seen you move. I've never (laughs) seen you climb anything so quickly. Because they were playing, like, I don't know, No Diggity by Snoop Dogg or something. And I was just, I was into it, you know? You're feeling it. And above the pool table, there was this cage. Uh-huh. That you could grab onto, if it's like in case you lost your balance or something, you know. And I, of course, tested it and it supported my full weight, which was cool. And so I was kind of like leaning on Just the side doing pull-ups, and 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 swinging around, you know, flipping upside down, all this stuff. Super fun. And towards the end of the night, so this is kind of a flaw that I recognized in myself, right? <laughs> there, <laughs> there was a song that came out "Is Don't You Worry Child" by Swedish House Mafia, of course, which was yeah. my favorite song in 2012 when Very I was a sophomore in high school. Exactly. And I was really hype about it. I love that song. I was dancing, I was dancing, I was having so much fun. I was running around the pool table like I got down just like so I could really jump around and have a good time because there was all my friends there and nobody else was really getting as hype to the song as I was. Um, and I in, they just don't know back, what it's
1: like to have your hurt first heartbreak on the hill across the blue lake. Exactly. So they just don't understand.
2: <laughs> that's a very <laughs> good. That's good reference. Thanks. <laughs> um,
1: it's like the only words in the song.
2: I know. Don't you worry. Don't you worry, child. See, heaven's got a plan for you. Don't you worry. Don't you worry now. Yeah. (laughs) This is the (laughs) the rest of the song. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. So the chorus came and it was the second chorus. Nobody really got excited for the first drop. So I was like, all right. Second drop. We're going to hype up. Looking back now. I recognize that I probably should have just let it be recognize everyone's tired from a long day and nobody is going to, regardless of what I do, no one's going to get super hyped about this song that only I loved in 2012. (laughs) But what I did instead was was I got up onto the table and I grabbed onto the bars and I wound up and I took steps forward and I, I basically Uh. yeeted myself off the pool table. (laughs) And I understand now that that was a bad idea because I landed, and I slipped, uh-huh. and I scraped my knee, Ouch! and it hurt really bad, and everybody saw it, and nobody <laughs> thought it was cool, and nobody <laughs> started dancing, and they had to check and make sure I wasn't drunk, and I was like, no, I'm not drunk, I
1: just wanted to get everybody
2: excited for this, <laughs> this party. <laughs> And it didn't work. And then for the rest of the night, I just kept it right here. I was left and right and left and right. <laughs> and I was like, man, this is probably what Luke felt when he was 35. <laughs> How old is Luke? Oh, I feel like 30, he's 35. 32. You know what I mean? I was literally thinking, like, remember when Luke talked on Catching Foxes about not dancing on elevated surfaces anymore? I think I think I finally hit that. I think I finally hit that point. I hit that you just, point. It's
1: not that you're too old. It's just that you can't be trusted around elevated surfaces.
2: I know. I know.
1: Don't get me in an el- elevator. I'll just jump right off.
2: And initially I was super embarrassed. This is a learning moment, right? I was super embarrassed because like a lot of people I respect there, a lot of people that I want to impress. um, But I was like, man, man, nobody's going to be thinking about this tomorrow. Like nobody cares. Nope. Right. They still love me. They still care about me. I don't have to shield my failures from them because that that's, you know, that's friendship, right? Yeah. And yeah, they might, might think I'm dumb in the moment, but they still, they still know where my intentions were and it was just to have a good time. And I just, I just was a bit imprudent. And I think, uh, I needed to have that lesson of like, man, I still really care about what these people think of me and I'd really try not to mess up. And I really get embarrassed when I do mess up and you know, that's, uh, I need to be more trusting in people mm-hmm. and more trusting in their mm-hmm. forgiveness. So it was good. God allowed me to jump off of the pool table.
1: And you know, we had a lot of fun today. But I think what we really learned was.
2: (laughs) Um, Now, Stephanie, go tell DJ that you're sorry.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay. Speaking of looking back and regretting things, let's take a hot take trip in the hot take time
2: machine. (laughs) Let's take a hot trip to the hot. Let's take a hot trip
1: to the time machine.
2: (laughs)
0: Hot take time
1: time machine. Machine. Welcome to the Hot Take Time Machine. The Hot Take Time Machine is a segment where we take a look back at the prime of our social media posting lives. If you have a hot take that's five years or older, just go look on your Twitter. Go back in time. go Remember Time Hop? Remember that? Time oh, Hop yeah. is old enough to this have is, its own Time this Hop. This is now. just Time Hop. The just Time Hop version. back a couple years and then find something fun. Send it in to us. Ethan at thecrunchcast.com or Patrick at thecrunchcast.com. Ethan.
2: Yes. Lay it on me. Do you have a hot for, take for us? Uh, I would like to initially say, uh, I would like to initially apologize for the fact that I just kind of, uh, took over the intro segment with my stories about Mardi Gras. I hope that doesn't, uh, didn't soil your, your pancakes. You know what I mean?
1: That's fine. I'm just, I'm just now getting that picture that you took of me <laughs> and man, I'm having, man, my beard is weird. I have a it, long beard. It is.
2: You do have a weird, weird beard. What I really need to do right now is find the advanced search on Twitter because I do not have any hot takes prepared.
1: No. Fine. I mean, we'll take a little break. Take, we'll take a quick
2: break move. and we'll come right back. All right. Welcome back to the hot take time machine. Gosh, that was so somber. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. This I, why I, I do stuff. have a hot take. I do have a hot take. I had to look That's for good. something relevant. This one is from at bro. Postle, February 16th, 2015. It says, I think, dot, 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 I'm going to give up social media for Lent. <laughs> Three wee tweets, 13 likes.
1: <laughs> this is everybody about to give up social media for Lent. They like they literally blow trumpets before them as yes. they leave.
2: Everybody, quick, I'm about to delete this app. Go get some palm fronds and lay them down at my <laughs> feet. It's like sit upon upon this digital ass so that I might announce <laughs> to the world. Sit upon this
1: digital ass is the name of my first comedy album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, it's 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 a real problem. Like the, the best the thing about leaving social media is. Mm-hmm. no, No, I'm gonna say this instead. The best part, the most freeing part about giving up social media for 40 days is He's when you come back and realize anything. no one noticed. Yes. And then you're free. Yes. Because no one tried to message you. No one was like, where are you? Yep. No one was like, you're missing out on all the cool things. You know? You're just free.
2: Because there was another tweet that I almost read out that said, I'm going off the grid in 24 hours in case anybody has something they need to tell me. It's like, nobody had anything to tell me.
1: Yeah, no, and also, even if they did, it's like you're still connected. Like, you still have a phone, you know? Mm
2: -hmm. It's like a message unread for 40 days. People used to send letters that wouldn't get places for six months. (laughs) Like, nuts. you know what I mean? I think it's – I have a whole other – we could probably talk about Lent and how it upsets me in crunch on that if you want, but I just wanted to uh, drop this one to start off because I think it's – Uh, very indicative of how uh, pompous i was and probably am
1: i think the best way i think the best way to handle this is just like have one place where it's like this is a place for sure you can reach me because i don't i i don't like having so many inboxes that i have to check all the time Uh uh-huh you know it's just too much
2: i just tell people that if they want to contact me to contact you
1: (laughs) and if they want to contact me they got to contact phoebe (laughs) they got to they got to contact phoebe
2: yeah, we're we're layers and layers away from we. No one can touch us. We're no one, yes. so far. I've created a, a series of shell companies to uh, keep. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know what Are that gonna, means, but yeah, it's it's like uh, to 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 shield my my watch selling business from the government.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we have take? a couple. We have a couple of uh, speaking of messages I got on Twitter, someone someone uh, messaged me and said, "Hey, I gave you hot takes. Look up." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So shout out Scott for giving us hot takes. This one comes from Scott. On January 15th, 2012, Scott said, Swag is stupid. It'll get you absolutely nowhere in life. Enjoy your stupidity now. My favorite part about that is that enjoy your stupidity now implies, like, wow. Stupidity now. Stupidity now. (laughs) Enjoy your stupidity now or else. Um, Or else
2: what? You're going (laughs) to die
1: my favorite thing about swag and like yolo and stuff like that was not the the trends themselves but the absolute anger in response Mm -hmm. to these things like you would get like boomers online like oh kids these days are all saying swag and then then and then people would fire back like oh, but you guys had words too. And it's like, guys, just stop analyzing the culture and just enjoy it. Jeez. You guys
2: used to say groovy.
1: You're taking the fun out of everything anyway. So someone replied, when I think this is the best response. Okay. Someone, re- Someone named Shy replied, mm-hmm. yes, it does matter. Yes, it does matter. It gets you mad bitties.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: And then Scott said, you don't need swag for that. You just have to not be a jerk. And then Shy said, "Okay, you do that and see where it gets you." <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet this person and shake I their know. hand.
2: Good luck. <laughs> this Good is luck. A, this is obviously a devotee of swag. This is right. obviously someone who still says it unironically. I at the time, right, I definitely would have sided with Scott, but looking back now, I am full in on the dude <laughs> who believes that swag is the way to get through in life. i Swag I'm with you.
1: Swag. As, as the great mystic said, swag, swag, swag on you. Chilling by the fire while we eat in fondue. I don't know about me, but I know about you. Swag. <laughs> <laughs> that was Justin Bieber, by the way.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay,
1: cool. The great mystic, Justin Bieber. The great um, mystic cool and we have, we have one more hot take. okay <laughs> okay i'm ready um this one comes from isabella uh no, in november of 2011 what do i do instead of studying see how many blueberries i can stack on my belly button it's five i don't believe you
2: <laughs> like vertically horizontally how skinny are you if you can only fit five blueberries horizontally <laughs> on your belly don't even come into my
1: mentions if you are not at least five blueberries or less. Five blueberries mass.
2: wide. Literally, she is the <laughs> width of f- my the tip of my index finger to my knuckle if she can only fit five blueberries on her. How big she, do you think a blueberry is or how
1: long is your knuckle?
2: I got big old fingers. I got big old fingies. No, okay. So we we've cleared out the fact that either she's – two inches wide or she's talking about them vertically
1: (laughs) vertically like she's got the leaning tower of blubberies on top of her belly button
2: well also blubberies have (laughs) the flat part to them right yeah so in theory you should be able to cup the 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 orb of the next highest blueberry in the in the hole of the lower blueberry. So what I'm saying, as long as you're not breathing too hard, as long that's as that's the point weird, It's like,
1: is she breathing?
2: Are you breathing? What's, what are your breathing habits? Are you, are you practicing, uh, 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 Hindu meditation? She's obviously
1: not deep breathing through her diaphragm. She's obviously breathing through her chest because there's no be way through your
2: chest. You can't be doing that. Did she say belly specifically?
1: Yeah. Different. On my belly button. And here's my On opinion. Her belly button. Okay. We need to know. Uh-huh. we don't need to see cover yourself Mm-mm. up <laughs> we just need to know if you have an innie that's cheating that's what I. that's my opinion if you have an audi that changed the game that's like a
2: whole another blueberry <laughs> it's like a whole other you extra everybody with an audi is walking around with a blueberry in their tummy they don't even know about
1: <laughs> i don't know about. It. i lost I my i that. lost my audi i lost my belly button when i had my appendectomy
2: speaking of food this just made me think of this. The other day when I was wearing the chicken suit to advertise for Lent, yeah. my disciple Rory came up to me and said, you looking like a snack that when added with another snack does not equal a larger meal.
1: <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. I know. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I feel like I've heard that one before, but I don't, I just want to give him the credit because that's yeah, funny. <laughs>
2: credit where credit's due. That's Rory. I, I don't know what to make of the blueberry. I feel like we... Lately in this podcast, we've really honed in on the small food market pistachios, mm-hmm. blueberries.
1: If we keep going, chicken. we're gonna have a whole trail mix, baby.
2: Oh, no, <laughs> not again. <laughs> I don't know what that could mean. Hey, I don't have any other hot takes. Do you, you don't have any hot takes, do you? Me either. All right, thanks,
1: cool. for, thanks for sending hot takes. If thanks for sending your hot takes. Everyone send in hot takes. We like, I like not having to go through my own Twitter. Um, and also, I really want to delete all of my tweets. So please only send in tot takes because I don't. Want, I just want we're to delete gonna, all my Twitter.
2: We're gonna have to grow in size if that ever is a possibility. You can yeah. only delete your Twitter after a certain once you have ten thousand listeners a week. You can delete your Twitter because then you can rely on the people. But yeah. until then, y'all ain't reliable at all. <laughs> you, you guys don't give us anything. <laughs>
1: These crunchers ain't
2: loyal. <laughs> Huge shout-out to patreon.com slash thecrunch. Patreon.com slash thecrunch. Let's Let's do everybody's favorite segment. Is Patrick singing Crunch on that? Go. Okay. Um. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: You just groaned. Please Uh, hit uh, me uh. with the baseball bat. It's time for me to sing about (laughs) Crunch on that. (laughs) End it quick.
2: (laughs) Keep going. Second verse. (laughs) Dang it,
1: dang it. End it quick. Make me go splat. Now it's time for us to <laughs> crunch on that.
2: <laughs> like a truck hitting a cat.
0: This is time. <laughs> crunch on that.
2: Oh, uh, man. Funny, the, the it
1: takes everything I have to not rhyme that with, with that, that or with my name. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Pat. Rick. Pat Rick.
1: Crunch on that, Rick.
2: Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
1: Sometimes yeah, today, I introduce myself as Pat because I don't I'm too tired to say my whole name.
2: Today I was praying. Oh
1: gosh. <laughs> Please Oof. edit this crap. Oh, I, got it. Out I of gotta, the gotta keep,
2: that's the oh, second time. I gotta keep it in. Today <laughs> I was praying. This is why we don't have ten thousand listeners. I know, <laughs> I know. And I was I for whatever reason I was supposed to be focused on like, I don't know, the Lord. But instead what I thought was <laughs> not just not just the mental prayer but the women's prayer and the children's prayer too
1: <laughs> what if we called it complementarity and it was, it was just for the for fellas, the fellas. <laughs> yes. not just the mental prayer but the women's women prayer, prayer and the children's prayer too oh man yeah, that's pretty yeah. funny i think of my best tweets when i'm in prayer when i'm in prayer really yeah this I is proof I'm- that my twitter is
2: divinely inspired i think of my best jokes when i'm on this podcast that's good which is save nothing (laughs) that's proof of nothing (laughs) um what are we talking about i want to crunch real quick i want to crunch on something you're in the driver's seat by the way i do not know what's happening no that's okay last week you were in the driver's seat this week i'll take it and that's okay hopefully next week we'll coalesce yeah um i had a pretty i had a pretty crazy weekend obviously it was very busy very fun um, and I came back and then all of a sudden I was going, ah, Lent starts in two days. So <laughs> <Yeah, it's laughs> a week of Mardi Gras to prepare. A week think. of Mardi Gras to prepare for Ash Wednesday. And, and I, 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 I don't like Ash Wednesday at all. I I mean, obviously it's a great day. It's something that you have to pretend to really be excited about because that's what is popular. Yeah. But I don't like it because I'm hungry all day. Mm-hmm. and. I am not prepared for fasting. By the end of Lent, right, you're kind of used to the fasting, which is good. Um, but at the beginning, and I just – all I ate all weekend was Hint of Lime Chips and King <laughs> Cake and, and Miller Lite. Like I didn't, I didn't have anything <laughs> – substantial and so my whole bathroom experience all throughout ash wednesday was questionable (laughs) because my body was like oh yeah we're used to the junk where's the junk and i'm like sorry i don't have anything for you today and then it said oh we're gonna push everything out instead (laughs) and so we're going on strike we're going on strike (laughs) notwithstanding i want to talk about Lent, right i want to talk about but i don't i don't i don't care about well, traditionally, Lent is a time of prayer, fasting, and alms. Like, I don't care about that. Like, I'm not <laughs> interested. Obviously, that's a part of the conversation because it's it's true. But I don't I, – I had a men's group this morning, and I kind of went off on them because I'm – you know it's like the desert, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're here for the desert. So the desert is supposed to be – uh, 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 an all-encompassing thing, right? When we walk into the desert, like the Israelites walking out of Egypt, or Jesus going into the desert to prepare for his public ministry, it, it's meant to do a couple things. It's meant to expose us, right? There's nothing to hide us anymore, right? You can't. There's no trees that you can like pee behind, right? There's you're you're out there, <laughs> like you gotta yeah. you, you gotta go in the wilderness. There's no um, not a lot of shelter, not a lot of places to hide, so you're exposed. There's not a lot to do so there's you can't like you can't nobody no no the Israelites were out there be like oh you see the big game this weekend it's like there is no big game (laughs) (laughs) they were in the desert
1: this is first century Palestine what's the first
2: century first century from what I don't know I don't know (laughs) we're not getting into dates again this first century started at zero (laughs) I'll die on that hill um and then you have Jesus going in, right? And he he's there just to be to be purified, to be tempted. So it's a time where we we're enlightened, we're shown where we're exposed, we're shown where we're tempted to try and cover up how we're being exposed. And uh, Jesus's journey into the desert shows us like how we're going to be offered things when we're exposed like that, and how we're going to be tempted. Mm-hmm. It's just good foundational, you know, things for what I want to talk about. But I think, and people are like, all right, it's time to enter into the desert of Lent, and then they give up Hulu plus only <laughs> and they keep Netflix and Disney plus. And it's like, it's less like a desert and more like a garden that has one dead spot. Cause a dog peed on it. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And I, I think that's this, this image. I can't get it out of my mind of a vast desert with nothing, right? No cactuses, anything. It's just flat, dry, dead, no end in sight. Right. And that's what it should be for a reason versus what i think a lot of people choose these days which is to stay in the garden where it's lush green there's water but like occasionally they'll stand in the dead spot and be like ah yes lent <laughs> and i think i i think it's crap i would I,
1: never i would never make a tiktok uh-huh. it's illegal um to make tiktoks <laughs> it's is against it really? the law uh-huh. but if i were i was i thought of one <laughs> Do you know people? People posting on people post on Instagram or like subscribing to Matthew Kelly. They're like, like I think this year I'm not gonna give something up, oh, but I'm gonna like do something, something extra. I'm just gonna take something on. Oh. And Jesus, and then the next the next screen would be Jesus being like, "All right, cool. Uh, I think for this year for Lent, I'm not gonna give up my life for you. I think I'm just gonna be a little more grateful." <laughs> no, but That's it's funny. it's it's funny because like that is it's it but it comes from it's a reaction from what you were saying it's like step two in lent right step one is giving up chocolate Uh but not stuff that has chocolate in it like if chocolate's in it it's it's fine but just chocolate like chocolate itself different yeah yeah um then the next step is like not i'm not gonna give up chocolate but like i think like i'm just gonna just do something extra this lent and that comes from a place of Okay, giving up chocolate didn't do anything for my soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give up. I'm just going to try and be more grateful this Lent. And then that's not measurable, so it doesn't work. Um, yeah, I think a, a friend a friend of mine said it really well, my, my boss when I was in college. He said that it's like Lent is about taking away the spice of life. Lent is about like removing the spice. But the spice must flow. The spice must flow. A desert. There you go. Right. Oh, D- D- Arrakis. D- D- Arrakis. D- I just started
2: um, reading Dune, the 6th book in the Dune series. That's today. good. I'm way behind you, so I'm going to okay. catch up. You're 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 doing great.
1: Dude, thank you. Friday. Um yeah, it's about taking away the spice, like the the spice of life. So like the stuff that makes the the stuff that makes life flavorful, the stuff that makes life exciting and like keeps you distracted. And there's so many different things, right? Which is why I think Exodus 90 is good. Mm-hmm. I guess net. It like has a net good, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like not a net negative. <laughs> Um, cause it take it points out all the things that it all, it points out all the things that are luxuries that you don't actually need, Yes, but you use every day because you're just used to it. Um, and yeah, I was talking to my, my middle schoolers. We had like a surprise, uh, it was a surprise for me. We had a surprise Ash Wednesday class meeting. So uh, half of my kids showed up, half of the middle schoolers showed up. So half of 90, so 45 kids showed up, um, for class and mass. And so we had like an hour. I talked for like 15 minutes about Ash Wednesday and it was interesting. I think it might've been because we were in a smaller setting and not in a big gym with 90 children running around, but they actually seemed to like get it and listen more. So mm. And I think it was because when we get to Lent, there's a general sense in the church. Oh, we're, this is a time to like get a little more serious about my faith. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I think they were listening, which is nice. And What I pointed out to them was Christ's journey into the desert, in an absolute sense, was not necessary. Like, in terms of existence, in terms of salvation, in terms of existence, in terms of all that, it wasn't necessary. He didn't Mm. need, he didn't have to go into the desert,
2: right? He was, he was God. Yeah. He is God. He didn't have to do any of that. He didn't need to be purified, necessarily.
1: Yeah. And so I asked them. I was like, "Why did Jesus need to go in the desert?" And they couldn't have an answer. And I was like, "All right, cool." So, like that just leads us to the next question: Is why did Jesus have to die for our sins? Right? <gasps> why did Jesus have to? Why did Jesus have to be crucified specifically? This right? One of drop God. of precious blood would have done the job. Mm-hmm. Right? He could have got and a a paper so cut. he could have what?
2: He could have got a paper cut. He could have got a paper cut. <laughs> did they have paper then? Uh, um, uh, no, they, they had, had the Because they didn't have the Bible. Because Jesus gave. Gave Martin Luther the Bible in 33 <laughs> AD. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. That's not what oh, happened. You, so you started um, Sorry. Carry on. Yeah.
1: So um, I was like, yeah, this is the, asking asking yourself why did Jesus have to go into the desert leads necessarily into the question, why did Jesus have to die for our sins? And so the, the crucifixion shows us that the body is important and what happens in the body. Well, Christianity is something that happens in the body. And so I told him, I was like, while you pick your sacrifice, make sure it's something that allows you to remember the question, Jesus, why did you do this? Why did you suffer like we do? You didn't have to. Um, And so we pick up an extra sacrifice that we don't have to do because it's actually not a law. You don't have to give something up for Lent, but we do it because we're trying to encounter the passion in a different way. By taking on something that we don't have to do. By making something a sin that is not a sin, we practice denying ourselves sinfulness. It's like shadow boxing.
2: And I think that's good for... It is like boxing. I think that's good for middle schoolers. But I, I talk to adults, college students. I guess you could okay. call them Okay, weird flex. I know. Sorry, no, 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 I'm not trying to flex. I'm just saying like... <laughs> I know. They're, they're at like a lower capacity... To, well not lower they have the full they've been confirmed they got the full capacity i suppose but uh they're younger so <laughs> they, they are still 13 years old they yeah. are still 13 years old so they're they're kids and i am talking to 18 19 20 21 22 23 year old men mm-hmm. and the the thing about oh i'm going to add something is just so pervasive and it's not even it's not even like oh i'm just going to add something or I'm just going to sacrifice this one thing. It's like you, there's no sense of the season affecting how you live your whole life. Yeah. For 40 days because we don't, we'll allow ourselves to get disrupted a little bit. Well, I'll I'll do a sacrifice for Jesus to remember the cross, but that's, I'm then I'm maxed out. Then I'm done. (laughs) Then I'm done. Yeah. And that's, and I think that's silly. I think, to as much as you're capable, everybody's. Ugh, I hate making blanket statements because people get mad at me. But to as much <laughs> as you're able, you really should not have any luxuries during Lent. <laughs> and feel free to disagree, and I, I want that from you. Um, what, and we can define what it means by luxuries, but like I think about all the time, like yesterday, right? Fasting, I was hungry. I didn't. I was angry, and I didn't <laughs> want to talk to anybody. I had to eat tofu at one point (laughs) because that was all that was offered to me. But it was great. And I'm thinking about the, the, the Christian farmer in Bavaria in 1400 who fasted, not just for Ash Wednesday, but probably for all 40 days. He just fasted. Yeah. And he was doing heavy manual labor every day to provide for his family. And I'm like, oh man, I had one small meal and and one larger meal, and I could barely stand up at the end of the day. It's like, (laughs) what a bunch of baloney. I'm so, I'm tired. So I'm trying to, I recognize that in myself, right? I recognize how weak I am when compared to the historical Christian period of fasting. Yeah. Which is why I tend to take a more radical approach. I don't think you have to sleep on your bed. I don't think you have to like, go and poop outside. Like, I'm not saying these things.
1: Sleep on your bed?
2: Sorry, sleep on the floor.
1: I was going to say, I don't think you have to sleep on your bed. <laughs> That's a luxury. You... <laughs> Get rid of it during Lent. Sell your bed
2: to the poor. I think, but I, I think that we, because I think we need to take a step back and look at actually how luxurious our lives are right now. Yeah. In in Oof. scope of all of humanity, and that should dictate how we do Lent. Not, oh, well, I spend too much time on Netflix, and I'm really trying to reduce that, so I'm going to give up Netflix. See the difference? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? Am I being too extreme?
1: No, I mean, I think I think you're right. It's the that's the way to distinguish. You're um, kind of right. The way to distinguish self improvement versus fasting, right? Is like it's like what you're saying. It's like oh, uh, giving up Netflix because I spend too much time on Netflix is just something you should do. Correct. In general,
2: regardless of the season,
1: yeah, that's not Lent, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so I I will say that a few years ago, oh, no. I took that approach to Lent. Okay, I was like, I should not have anything good in my life. <laughs> to like a week and a half in, I was just yeah. mad. Yeah. I was just
2: sad and depressed. Yeah, what and it, like, what did what? It, how far did it go? Um. Like what? I like wasn't letting now. myself
1: be with my friends.
2: Oh, yeah, that's bad.
1: Yeah, I don't know, like I, I don't remember. I just remember like I just remember walking to the cafe and like hanging out with my friend Nino. And I was like I am just in such a bad mood all the time. And it was because it was because prayer without fasting is like boxing with one hand tied behind your back. Fasting without prayer is a diet yeah fasting without prayer is a useless there's no purpose for it fasting needs to be needs to coincide with prayer right and so it's like we're not we're not eastern mystics right we're not aesthetics. Speak for yourself (laughs) my my spiritual director just said this earlier today he was like we're not like we're not like buddhist aesthetics we're christian aesthetics which means we're not going to empty ourselves completely to be completely empty we're going right. to empty ourselves of the evil to fill ourselves with the good, Yes. right? And so absolutely empty yourself of the evil. It's like, I, I, guess, I guess what I said earlier was kind of unfair. It's like, yeah, you should be not spending too much time on Netflix, right? But emptying yourself completely of Netflix allows you to fill that time with good things. So after Lent, when you have... When you have that capability back and you're like, oh, I can watch Netflix now. You now don't want to. You've grown in a virtue Mm -hmm. that allows you to, you know, reject some good for a higher good. Hmm. Because getting, not spending too much time on Netflix is an evil. Sorry, spending too much time on Netflix is is a vice. Yes. Getting rid of it is neutral, right? Completely. But it allows you to develop a virtue in its place. So I think getting rid of a vice, in a sense, for Lent is good. Yes, but you have to you have to like especially fill it with the virtue. So I think if if you're going to go the Exodus ninety route, which it sounds like you're kind of talking about, scorched like earth, baby, scorched earth Lent. <laughs> this was the Lent where I was in the same I was in the same I was in the same attitude. Yeah, I would like smack cookies out of people's hands and be like, no, it's Lent. Okay, don't eat cookies. That's a bit too much. I don't know. I still kind of feel that way.
2: I, um, the only reason yeah. I would do something like that is when I was in the chicken suit, go up and take Chick-fil-A bags out of people's hands because that would be kind of funny. That's really funny. But I that that's also a crime. Eat more
1: hamburger. <laughs> eat,
2: eat more tofu. Eat more I, tofu. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think that's a good framework. I am trying to f- understand. So I think we need to, uh, at the same time, I don't remember what I was going to say, but I think, so like before Lent started, right, I was already giving up a lot of things um, from my life. Social media was pretty much gone. YouTube was gone. Netflix was gone. I was not doing those things. And now Lent is coming. Lent is here. And there's there's more. <laughs> nothing to give up. <laughs> it's all gone. There's, there's nothing to give up, right? And and so those those entry level things of like, Oh, I spent too much time on that is, is already gone for me because I've already been trying to build that virtue. Yeah. Which is good. It's a huge grace. And it's because of this podcast that I was able to get to that place. Hooray. And so now I'm looking around and I'm trying to figure out what, what the next thing is. And so more intense fasting from food, I think is the only other is the next logical step. Yeah. The, and I'm not trying to say this to brag. Like, I don't want anyone to think like, oh, Ethan's so holy. He has it all figured out because I think doing Exodus 92 years in a row and then backing off of the 90 days and now just focusing on solely on Lent, I think has kind of given me like a full scale perspective, of like going really hard on Exodus 90 last year, messing up or two years ago, messing up a lot on Exodus 90 last year and then saying, OK, I really want to focus on these 40 days and not. Mm-hmm. not just do the things to do them, but to allow myself to get transformed by what I'm sacrificing. Like I want to do like a prayer vigil f- all night long at some point, you know, I be want sick. to, which would be crazy. And I also recognize I'm in a unique situation where I can do those things because I don't yeah. have a, a one year old. Well, maybe if I did have a one year old, it'll be easy to do a one like all night prayer, v- prayer, prayer vigil. vigil. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't have to get up and go, go to work the next day. But like my, my job is to get up and, and keep praying and keep talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to understand what the line is of things that we should get rid of and where the line of luxury is and where the line of necessity is. Cause people will argue like, Oh, I need to watch. I need to be on social media. So I know what's going on. I, mm-hmm. I need to, uh, to drink alcohol or else, uh, how am I going to relate to my friends who aren't Christian during Lent? or I need to to listen to this podcast because uh it helps me spiritually. Like I I would be totally fine if people listening to this gave up our podcast for lent because it's probably more distracting than it is edifying.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean if you have to give up podcasts for lent,
2: go nuts. But where's the do, do you do we are we should, would it be good? This okay, this is what I'm getting at, right? I'm trying to figure out what my question is and I think I've found it. Is it the best thing to try and make our lives um closer to what it was like pre mass technology and mass entertainment for 40 days. Is that good? As close as we can, right? I'm still going to do good things, right? I still would like to FaceTime my girlfriend, right? I'm still going to mm-hmm. do that because that's that's a huge gift and it's communication. And that'd be good and it's good for the relationship. Should I I don't want to give that up. I don't think that's a good thing to yeah. give up. Um am I going to write more letters? Yes. Right. That's that's like then the corollary of that thing. Does what I'm saying make any sense? Sort of. I'm so sorry. I
1: think I think we're coming to two issues. It's tech. one hand. Fasting is hard and lent is hard. Mm-hmm. One hand, it's like hard to pin down what fasting means. I think it's because fasting is just fasting from food. I think honestly, like fasting it com- comes comes down to the core, like food. fasting means fasting from food when it comes down to it. Like. Mm-hmm. the the east had it right when it comes to great Lent. like that that thing slaps tell me it's, more about <laughs> it's that. intense What's no oil reason? no butter no dairy products no animal f- products at all it's just basically like whole 30 but extra um
2: i don't have the i don't have the resources for that everything everything in oklahoma has oil and butter in it <laughs> <laughs> um i can't i can't get away
1: and then we're also the, the other the other side of that is technology
2: is destroying us
1: <laughs> <laughs> technology is that's what i'm trying to get at is that it's technology is destroying yeah.
2: us and if there's ever a time where it's socially acceptable to go off the grid quote unquote this is the time and i want people to do it so they recognize how much technology is destroying them that's
1: fair and but I, I, want, I think i think what i said earlier too is important yeah, because i went it, scorched it earth i was trying to remember why i felt horrible about going scorched earth that one line i think it was because there was nothing added to it
2: so what should be added if we take I a just lot kept
1: away? denying yeah. myself out of this like incessant need to like feel like i was denying myself things Mm -hmm. and i got kind of like obsessed with that and i'll do anything for any period of time if i'm obsessed with it right Uh, oh we know yeah (laughs) so (laughs) i was like i was like yeah i'm not i'm not eating this and i need this and i need this i'm not like i'm not doing this i'm not going to that party i'm not doing this thing um but there was no prayer within it oof and so i was very isolated right because all of a sudden all of these things that I filled my life with all of this noise that I filled my life with was gone. it was silent and I wasn't talking to God, anyone. Mm. And so I will say that Lent is not a time for you to isolate yourself no and become a, and become alone. In fact it's it's more of a time to become like find people that will walk through a desert with you. Mm. Um, it's more of a time to shut off the distractions, Yes, I think, I think Lent is a great excuse to not use technology, but then do something else too. Yes. You know, like fast from food. Fasting from food is important. A lot of the times, me included, I'll say stuff like, I don't need to give up food because food is not my problem. It really isn't my problem. Like, I don't really have a problem with food, mm-hmm. but people don't fast because they have problems with food yeah people jesus, fast because everyone fast. gets hungry <laughs> jesus
2: didn't fast because he had a an issue with 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 lamb chops you know yeah he wasn't going whole hog pardon the pardon the expression
1: i know i know like we like to say this like well almsgiving can be time and talent too and then that, we also like fasting can be from from things like this and prayer can be this yes but prayer is but it, it can these can these words can mean other things mm-hmm. but prayer is prayer and fasting, fasting, is fasting is from food and almsgiving, almsgiving is your is, money. Is money. Like these are the things that we that we hold on to. Yeah. Right? Power, we hold on to power, we hold uh-huh. on to money, and we hold on to sex. Right? And these things these things directly attack the physical, the mental, and the emotional parts of our lives that we that have become distorted by sin. And so it's really important to deny yourself physiological things to deny yourself mental things and to deny yourself emotional things. So you don't get attached to any of these things.
2: Mm. So what what you're saying is that I'm wrong.
1: This whole conversation kind of got away from me. I don't know. I
2: don't know either. I think what I, I'm
1: saying is I'm right. I think you're yes. right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm,
2: I'm right too. I, okay. So my whole point, I agree with you, right? My whole point is, is I want us to just take the whole season more seriously.
0: That's fair. I, I think what you
2: said into, earlier about Lent, Lent
1: not disrupting your life is a good good point.
2: That's that's what I'm trying to say. Is like I want to do things that I don't normally do. Yeah, I want to be hungry. I want to be tired. I want to be uh, bored. Right? Like I all those things. That now's mm-hmm. the time because that's even if you have a strong prayer, prayer life, even if you go and pray every day, even if you're a freaking missionary, right? I still run to distractions and I think it's because I don't, I don't fast enough from food and I don't give away enough of my money and I don't uh, spend enough time in prayer. Yeah. And so yes, I want to take away the technology aspects of it because it's appealing to me and it's what draws me most away from those other three things. Um, But it's also good to remember, yeah, like I can get rid of, uh hulu plus but also i need to not i need to not eat that that um that that bagel those three girl scout cookies that i had yeah so maybe um i don't know i i I don't know what i'm trying to say but a good example a silly example please
1: of lent not not letting lent disrupt your life this is a problem right so one of the excuses that popped into my head for not fasting yesterday, and of course I fasted, but this is one of the excuses you give yourself. It's like, well, I usually work out on Wednesdays, so it wouldn't be mm-hmm. good for me to fast and then work out. Well, yeah, Patrick. The answer is don't work out on Ash Wednesday because you'll pass out. Yeah, that's right. Um, work out on Thursday instead. And so that's what that that those are the little things <laughs> mm-hmm. that Lent needs to become the priority so it messes mm-hmm. up your schedule. Yes. You know?
2: How am I supposed to... I mean... I it teaches you how to be poor. It does in spirit. It really does because it's mm-hmm. it's like, when when we have stuff, it's like okay, people are coming over on Friday, uh, I want I want to make food, but I don't want to I don't want to force them to eat fish. Like that's super weird. So I'll just like I'll fast from fish on Saturday or fast from meat on Saturday, you know, instead of Friday, because mm-hmm. I want to entertain. It's like okay, now all of a sudden, what becomes the priority? You know, entertaining or, or, your friends or entertaining your friends or whatever the thing might be. It's like, Oh, I want to, I want to make sure that I can go out and have a drink with people. Um, when I've given up alcohol, it's like, yeah, have water. No one's going (laughs) to care. No one's going to notice. You don't have to, you don't have to do these things. And I'm just tired of people making compromises and I'm tired of myself making compromises and I'm tired of feeling like a jerk for calling other people to, to stop backing out on their promises.
1: The amount of times you text me during the week, Hey, is it okay if I call someone out like this is too many.
2: Do I really do that?
1: You've done it a couple times.
2: Who, who am I calling out right now? Name. yourself. I think it's
1: usually your disciples you want to call out. Yeah, that's but fair. that's that's your job to. call It
2: is you my yourself. job, and they know that. And, and all they... of these,
1: all of the crunchers, all of us out in listener land, so. that you are artists. You are like our little children.
2: Come to that me. We my had navies. together. This uh, okay. I just want to apologize. I probably sound like a big old jerk on this podcast, and I'm that's so sorry.
1: Okay. It's okay if you sound like a big old jerk because then people like me more and invite me to Walla Walla, Washington. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs>
2: I'm not trying to prove anyone wrong. I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody. I'm just trying to figure out what makes a really good, spiritually fruitful Lent. Yes. Right? In 2020 in America, because we live in a time that nobody else had to figure out how to do Lent in before.
1: We live in a society. We live in a
2: society. It used to be- What just, is Lent? It used to be Baby, just Baby, like, don't hurt me. Okay, I'm not going to eat today, and I'm going to go milk the goats like normal, and I'm going to pray like I always do, and I'm going to give uh, excess to the poor. Mm-hmm. And like you could do that farmer in Bavaria in 1400. But now we've got all this other junk that it mucks it up. It mucks up how simple it is because it is so simple. And so I just want people to have a, a spiritually fruitful lent, and I just, yeah. I want people to think about what actually might be getting in the way of prayer, fasting and almsgiving and mm. not just say, Hey, make sure you pray fast and give alms.
1: Like the room that I'm sitting in currently
2: mm-hmm.
1: would be mind boggling to the wealthiest king five hundred years ago.
2: Exactly. You know, and it's like we We we're poop so... in a bowl of water and then a magical tube takes it away. <laughs> Wizard Are you telling me
1: are you telling me I only have to walk ten steps to poop and then I can watch anything I want on a big magical box? Yes, mm-hmm. you can.
2: All this and more. So what I'm saying for Lent is you got to get yourself a chamber pot and a tome <laughs> and those are the that's what you have to do to occupy yourself.
1: But yeah, we we don't we don't take time we don't realize how well off we are and we don't realize how wealthy we are mm-hmm. and we squander our wealth. Yes. And we don't we don't do good things.
2: And then we don't give money to the poor because we they're going to the squander poor. their wealth.
1: We're gonna give money to the poor because we're a youth minister and we can't we do make much money.
2: Like, what if they use it on alcohol? Well, how much money have you spent on alcohol, brother? Oh shoot, dang. Yeah, no, I'm serious. I was, I was
1: uh, okay. There, there. It is all okay. right. That being said, yes. Sometimes giving cash to homeless people contributes to systemic poverty. Sometimes, sometimes. it does.
2: That being said. That being said, Pope Francis said in 2017 to give without thinking. Yeah. So, I don't know. I go both ways. I had a big discussion with a guy in Bible study about that this week of, like, whenever somebody asks, I usually just give, and I don't really think about it, because mm-hmm. it, Jesus says, whatever somebody asks of you, get, give it to them, mm-hmm. and it's, <laughs> it's like, not our job to solve systemic poverty.
1: That's fair. But just make the commitment to give to whoever asks you, and then ask Jesus to only let people who need it ask you. Exactly. <laughs>
2: Um, or if you feel, if you really feel that strongly about it, go buy gift cards and always have gift cards on you. Like that's, it's really not that difficult of a thing.
1: That's actually a really easy solution that no one's
2: ever talked about. Really? I feel like lots of people talk about that. But then it's like the, you run into this. Sa- I just think it it keeps going down the line of like, okay, then or like buy them a sandwich. But then what if the homeless person sells the sandwich for cash and then they go and they do the same thing. Right. It's yeah. Like it's I think a lot about the parable of the prodigal son. Right. The father knew what kind of son the younger son was. He knew what he was going to do. Right. When he asked for his that's inheritance true. Early. Yeah. And he gave it to him anyway, knowing what he was going to do with it. So it's like. It's hard for me to reconcile and say like, well, I know better than you, and I know what you're going to do with that money. <laughs> like, I don't, and it's not up to me. I don't know. That's just people. Feel free to disagree. I to understand the statistics. I understand the systemic poverty thing, but also at the same time, I also read the gospels and I do what they say. So, <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I have been I've been in situations both where I've been like, this is a this is a good moment to give money, specifically like actual dollar dollar bills and then i've been in situations where like this is not this is not the time one of those times was i was driving through pittsburgh and i was about to turn onto the bridge to leave pittsburgh and one of the guys under the overpass was wearing like a shirt tie and pants and it said why lie i need to buy booze and i was like this is not a time to give yeah someone money i'm like you obviously just got off of a job
2: yeah and you're begging for money in the street good for him being honest though
1: yeah but people gave money to him and not the other
2: guys really
1: People stop and gave him money, and not everybody, oh, anybody that's else.
2: So frustrating. I know.
1: It's because of the meme. I guess they did it for the memes.
2: Yeah. Just support us on patreoncom crunch for the booze. We're just gonna be honest. It's all I'm. To be for. honest,
1: why lie? I need to pay rent. Why lie?
2: I need to pay pay for booze.
1: Why lie? I'm getting married soon. and uh, Open bar, baby. Hey, uh, do you want to talk about how um, college internships are like the weirdest thing in the world?
2: Do you want to talk about how in engineering you get paid for your internships and we don't have any problem?
1: It, c- Catholic Charities, if you're listening, and I know you are, <laughs> why don't you have paid internships? What why on earth is going on?
2: Why don't we just call them jobs and pay them? Like, why? Yeah. what's this whole...
1: Can you explain can you explain to me Catholic Charities how you can be a catholic organization the largest charitable organization on earth but you still can't afford to pay your college interns how are you going to have someone how are you going to have a college intern intake people who need money in the front office and then not have that person not give that person money like how I don't understand like we were looking for internships for Phoebe for her social work degree mm-hmm. and none of the catholic options paid Really? Yeah. Huh. And I'm like, okay.
2: I mean, I get that the whole church is strapped for cash and whatnot. um, Yeah. Why? uh, Yeah, I don't know. Parishes are strapped for cash, definitely.
1: But the largest charitable organization, Catholic Charities, is strapped Mm -hmm. for cash.
2: Catholic Charities is uh, in the red every year. Is it? I don't know. I made that up. (sighs) I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Money's weird. We like it too much. I think I'm going to give away a lot of my clothes this Lent also.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. I know yeah. I have like two boxes in my closet I've been that saying I haven't it, opened since I moved.
2: I've been saying it for probably 5 years that I need to donate clothes and I just keep moving them to the new house. And I and I pack them all up and I'm like, "Man, I didn't wear any of these since the last time I moved." Yeah. It's like, "Why do I have I just need to get They're all sitting up there. I see them on the shelf. I don't need you." T-shirts. <laughs> i
1: don't need you high school retreat t-shirts exactly. i loved you i wanted to make you into a quilt but i didn't and
2: now i would just move that quilt from house to house and not use it so it's like what if i need it to work out it's like i've got plenty of shirts to work out and i'll be fine that's a good point um i i have nothing else on this topic i am sorry if i offended anyone i mean you probably did but hey they'll I still probably, listen i probably did but honestly i'm just trying to i'm as clueless as anybody about all this stuff <laughs> Ethan, why don't you go and read the saints and see what they have to say about it? Listen, that takes too much time. This is a—I gave a talk in Norman last week uh, at OU, mm-hmm. which was super fun. It was on media. I—I I need to post it on the uh, Patreon page. Do it. Um, but I—I I got a very nice compliment from one of the missionaries there, and uh, just the—the the things that she was, she was like, "Yeah, it was just a good mix of like honesty and a, a good mix of of um, jokes and a good mix of like all these things." And like, you didn't give Oops. me any you didn't give me any BS, right? Like you just, a lot of Catholic talks just have a lot of fluff yeah. and then they give you the good, the good part. And then there's more fluff. And she said, for you, it was just, it was just good thing after good thing, after good thing. I was like, wow, thank you. And I was just thinking about how this podcast and the way that I give talks is I, I love not doing research, which sounds, (laughs) sounds kind (laughs) of silly and imprudent, but I think that's the best part about the show and the best part about going and speaking is that I only love to speak from my lived experience. Yes. And I don't, I don't know what the saints say about these things. I have no idea. I didn't take the time to do the research, but I'm telling you this is where I'm at right now. And if Mm -hmm. I go and I learn something that changes what I think I'm going to share it, you know, and talking about, I could have looked up statistics. My talk was on media, right? I could have looked up statistics on media and, all these different things, but like nobody actually cares about the yeah. statistics, right? They care about my story and they care about what I think is convicting. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm going to share it in a convicting way. So people care about your character first that you understand them second.
1: And then what you know in yeah, that order. Exactly. Yeah. And so that that's, I think that's where a lot of people get it wrong. Like book publishers, they, <laughs> it's not about the crate. It's not about, it's not about the, um, it's not about the fact the that credibility. I'm not famous. Oh. Right? It's not about...
2: Yeah.
1: It's not about, like... Honestly, anybody, any any goofball can get a theology degree. I know because I have one. Yeah. Any... <laughs> I also know because I met people that got master's degrees in theology. They don't know what they're talking about. Um, and they're all on Twitter. Oof. And... What like the the letters after your name and like how many years you've been doing a t- you've been talking at people it doesn't matter. What people care about is that you have a yeah like you said have you have a lived experience and that you care about them, and that you're passionate. But Teresa said that when I, I I gave a talk on on gender complementarity and right before it happened I was freaking out because I was like what if people ask me how I like what if people ask me like have you studied this you know like what 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 if people ask me for my credentials and Teresa was like Pat you're passionate about this and they can tell Mm -hmm. and people listen to you when you're passionate about something. Like if you care about something, people will listen. And so that's, I think that's, I think that's your gift as, as a speaker. You don't, you only talk about things you care about.
2: That's true. You know, which some might see as selfish, but I see it as profitable baby. (laughs) people people
1: say people say that they don't (laughs) people don't see the value in it but all i see is dollar dollar signs signs. money signs that's that's really cool
2: we've really unlocked a good way to like reach people that no 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 i'm here for the money (laughs) i'm here for that mad mad coin boy i don't don't, Ask Patrick. Every time he texts me about money, I just kind of go, uh-huh. Yep, uh-huh, sure. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh, Hey, Ethan, have you started saving for your 401k yet? Or your if 403b? You, if you ask me uh, about what?
2: retirement one more time, I'm going to jump through the screen, and I'm going to rip your earpods out of your head, and I'm going to put them in your nostrils.
1: <laughs> I just think it's very important for you to save while you don't have a family. <laughs> <I think laughs> to it's put away great. for retirement while you don't have kids to take care of yet. Hey, does
2: it smell good? Does what smell good? sticking your nose up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> This is a Christian I know, I'm gonna, podcast. I'm going to cut that out, but I just wanted to say
1: it. <laughs> just bleep out the, the bad word. Yeah. We already said ass once on the I know, podcast. but
2: ass in reference to the animal, which oh, is yes, not a swear. Right. I don't know. Um, All right. Hey, do you want to... do you? Hey, tell them about the... Hey, why don't you tell us about the show?
1: <laughs> so you can find us at The Crunchcast on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find us at www.thecrunchcast.com. Guys, we've got some really... Cool stuff coming through the pipeline. If you want to be in the inner circle, if you want to know about stuff that's happening here at The Crunch before anybody else does, join us on patreon.com slash the Crunch. We'll get you added to the members only Facebook page where we actually go on. It's the only it's the only thing I do on Facebook. I deleted everything else. I unfollowed all of my friends. I only go on the the Crunch Patron Facebook page so you can have access to all of the cool stuff we're about to do. Um, I just signed a contract for something. Ooh, so, hold yeah! on. You I don't, don't know, tell me what it is. You just got to figure it out. You got to go on the Patreon page. I'll tell them. Um, Patreon.com slash The Crunch. $3 or more gets you on that page. Um, a bunch of other goodies coming down the pipeline, like stickers and mugs and t-shirts. And if you haven't gotten those yet, you're about to. So that's good. Uh, Patreon.com slash The Crunch. EthanZaproPostle. I'm at Pat on Twitter. Uh, don't follow us there. Follow us on Instagram. That's all I got.
2: Uh, if you want to listen to the talk that I gave on media where I, I got pretty heated, uh, join the Patreon, join the Patreon page. <laughs> I like to post our talks there or my, my talks there because I don't give talks that often. And when I do, it's really, really fun. And I like to share them with the people that support us. Cause I often don't get paid for my talks. I just kind of go and give them for free. So, uh, it's just one little incentive. You get to hear a little slice of, a little slice of Ethan sauce, but, uh, <laughs> hey, Uh, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people?
1: Save a $1,000 emergency fund. Pay off your debt. Save three to six months of an emergency fund. Save 15% of your income to retirement. Pay for your kids' college. Pay off your house early. Then build wealth and give.
2: Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. (laughs) We'll be praying for you, and I'll see you next week. (laughs) What just happened?
1: Those were the baby steps. Those are Dave Ramsey's baby steps.
2: Great. Stopping recording.